0: Not to Radio. Great joy and good afternoon, my friend. The Nepalese Meditation Bowl is chiming, centering your mind and delight on the art of the CEO. The show bringing you the most fascinating and the most helpful people in the business community from around our globe. I am Bart Jackson, the Hieronymous Bosch of business, with today's focus on shark fin management and other human resource tragedies. Yes, swifter than the lifespan of a political promise, your view of what an employee is, does, and happily can be is about to stretch to its limit and open you to a whole new way to work. So plunging right in, imagine if you will That you are standing beside me on a dock A little north of Shanghai Watching mounds, huge mounds Of carrion rotting in the sun And bleeding into the China Sea Yes, I have been there, my friend The flesh you and I revolted by Is, uh, was, scores of once magnificent sharks A godlike animal Which has been netted for The minuscule aspect of its being, the fin, that top fin, will be cut off and go into shark fin soup, which runs over $100 a bowl as some delicacy, uh, and the rest of the animal is left to die. Now, are you disgusted? Well, hold on, you're disgusted, because we're going to visit another scene that's a, a bit more typical and closer to home. You are a job candidate. Now, typically, businesses haul into their net the beautiful bio-machine, like yourself, an entire person, and they get everyone together, and they pull out a little triangular box labeled Job Description, and they see if they can find some fractional piece of you and the others that matches some corner of of your, your whole individual self. And when they find it, let's say... Uh, design computer programs uh they'll slice off that part bring it into the workplace employ that and toss the rest of the real value of that person back into the ocean like the chinese with a shark fin soup now my question is does it have to be this way many managers are saying no it doesn't and this is the feast of wisdom We invite you to pull up your chair and join us. And so whether you are a highly knowledgeable expert in the field of wind wind energy, who's passionately striving to make us better stewards of God's green earth, like Hannah, or you're one of the nation's top surgeons seeking to praise and pen the story of another of the most amazing of this elite craft, like Michael, the art of the CEO is here to lavish upon you the experience of business masters that will make your career thrive and your ventures flourish. So, now, fulfilling my duties as proper host, before you is enticingly laid a few utensils for the feast. And as your first utensil, as I always do, allow me to remind each of you hearing my voice that the good Lord has gifted you with the title and privileges of Chief Executive Officer of yourself. Now that's the most important position you will ever hold in your career, so please pause a minute, ponder and ask, will this be the day that you look at your own personal code of conduct, conduct, those laws that you've invented for yourself, which guide your living and perhaps you'll improve and edit that code? Or will you continue to live by the commandments of other people, which serves heaven knows whom. The choice, my friend, is truly yours. And as a second utensil, you need to steep your lips into a little laughter and take a scriptural recitation from the 101 Best Business Quips book. So let me pull it out here. Here we are. Uh, OK, OK. This is number 69, seems to fit. It, it concerns scrutinizing the job candidate. The CEO asks, "Can he perform well?" The CFO asks, "Can he perform cheaply?" The coworkers ask, "Is he a nice guy?" Ah, but H.R., Human Resources, asked, are his shoes shined? <laughs> As an afterthought, one of nationally renowned marketer we know was red flagged by the pre-screening software, which disallowed her term digital on the resume because it preferred online. Tis time to smash the machines and the ancient Procrustian molds when interviewing real people. Just a thought. And if you smirked a bit over that quip, we have them literally by the books full. Why not visit BartsBooks.com, that's B-A-R-T-S-B-O-O-K-S.com, and pick up your copy of 101 Best Business Quips, and you can be that clever tongue green, the green-eyed envy of all your fellow wage slaves at work. And as your third utensil, appropriately entitled The Chill Salad Fork, we will now deliver unto you all your perceptive souls and orbs right now the answer to last week's business quotations. That is, the name of the author who noted, fortunes are made by buying low and selling too soon. (laughs) Those wise words were spoken by none other than the amazing market wizard and head of Europe's largest banking family, Nathan Rothschild, a man who should know. And later on in the show, blurting your way is another enriching quotation. Uh, If you are among the learned souls who knows the author of that quote, simply jot that name down down as you believe him or her to be and email it to info at bartsbooks.com. That's I-N-F-O at B-A-R-T-S B-O-O-K-S dot com. And if you are correct, your knowledge will earn you a marvelous gift freshly disemboweled from the dungeons of Barts Books Bookstore. <laughs> so, With all your utensils in hand, let's tuck into today's Feast of Wisdom and discover some better ways to bring the whole marvelous human bio-machine, the whole you, into profitable play in the fields of our workplace. And speaking of worse places, you know, they say you can't understand good art until you've seen bad art. So let's start with one uh, of the most single-minded, single uh, single focus, I guess, unbudgetable examples of slot filling in the Procrustean profession of law. Now, Sharon Mann was young, lovely, witty, intelligent, and just had a downright sparkle in her insightful personality. She knew people, and that's what really made her a darn capable attorney. Uh, really outstandingly capable she is. And young Sharon. Also turned out was hired by a major law firm, whose name I I certainly cannot mention. Excuse me, I have a cough. Uh, And she became an instant client magnet. Using the renown of her esteemed fellow law firm members, she would go out and sing the praises of her of her uh, fellow partners and entice all comers to come in and sign with the law firm. In her rookie year, she brought in more business than any of the other veteran partners. So here is a major Manhattan law firm with a natural, unboundedly successful marketer who just happened to have been hired and given the job description of lawyer. So so did they give her a bonus for all this new income? Did they fast-track her to partner? Of course not. They greeted her with... Uh, <clears throat> see if I can get this right. Sharon, my dear, we have protocols here. You, you personally must perform the work for each client you enlist. You can't just go traipsing around inviting all kinds of paying customers to our doors if this was some sort of roadside shop, and, and then have all the other attorneys perform your work. Um, imagine the havoc that would wreak. <laughs> well, my friends, fortunately... Sharon Mann could not see the havoc for the profit, and she left this fustian firm. And uh, the uh, good news of this story is if you turn to Mann Consulting, M-A-H-N Consulting, you'll find yourself reading about one of the top talent-finding companies on the planet, but that's another story. If you are like me, sitting in your chair, you're probably saying, how dumb can one high-bound law firm be? And when Sharon told me this tale, I instantly thought, of Sophocles, the ancient Greek playwright who defined tragedy as waste, because it is a tragedy. Sophocles was the man who wrote plays about men who were blinded by their own pride. It's, I guess it's a good thing to know that some things never change. But And one of the things that does not change is the fun we are having. As you are listening to The Art of the CEO, which every Tuesday at 2 p.m. streams magically through the mightily misunderstood realms of cyberspace where you may listen and download it by visiting blogtalkradio.com slash the art of the ceo that's blogtalkradio.com slash the art of the ceo and as we move on you're at, you you ask i ask does it have to be this way I mean, I understand the business leader. He's saying, we have a slot to fill. We have jobs to be done. We have things that we have to take care of. Well, balance that, uh, the story you've just heard about Sharon and this slot-filling mentality, against the story of Miss Alexandra Lejeune, who worked, part, uh, worked in really part of the business community that I bet you'll think is just as hidebound as law. Alex joined the National Association for Corporate Directors. Now, she was a prolific writer, business writer, held a long history of editing related journals, and she knew things. She knew material. She also knew people and had a way of finding out those people who knew the people that they knew. She was, uh, and further, she was a great scholar. Uh, She was able to study and bring forth and distill information. So, what does an organization that is designed to help members of boards of directors from major firms need with a writer, editor, metal Rolodex, and a scholar? Well, in truth, they don't. I mean, there's there's no job for that. But the National Association of Corporate Directors, with men like Ken Daly, knew that they did need Alex, and that was the difference. They saw the talent. They kept both the Finn and the whole magnificent talent of Alex. And they invented uh, a new, or at least new at that time, title of Chief Knowledge Officer, and thereby hung her straight. As events were being planned, people were being brought forth, uh, treatises were being written, she was the one who would deliver all that needed to be known. You need people like this, but they saw, the NACD saw the chance... Find talent, and today they are a magnificently rich and powerful organization uh, in helping their their people in so many ways and I realize that, that these are charming stories and they're they're uh, anecdotal you 're saying, and they 're sort of fun to listen to, but you're saying all right, I want to get out talent I want to discover full talent, but I need structures I need processes how do i how do I go about using the whole person if, I, if i'm going to throw away the old slot filling hr mechanism well here one example uh i was turned on to this originally by a fellow named quentin smith who is a marvelous games maker and another games maker uh, sherry spiro from ad magic but this is something that is catching on widely uh in particularly a, in this the, the the cyber creation world and by that i mean games and software and it, it's it's i call it, it it goes under the name of open project office or open team office and the way it works is that an indi the the people are hired and there are various projects that are being worked on in the office as, as is true in any office um and here's the difference, though. Um, Joe, who will come in, and he will see where the projects are that are working on, and he will lend his aid to this one and then move to that one and move to this one. It sounds a little irregular, the st- uh, and it is, but the structure for this is that instead of uh, building an exact team with with, with uh, membership in and out kind of things, the management chooses one leader for a team, uh, perhaps the, the lady who suggested the need for this uh, project in the first place, but they choose one person, and everybody works who has something to contribute works with those teams, and it's, it's freewheeling. They come and contribute as they can, and then they will leave and work in another project, and you say, well, well where's the impetus to get it completed? Well, the, that lies in the team leader. And that keeps things moving, and at the same time, it allows, say you are um, very good at working out the, the distribution of, of a computer game, you can work on four or five different projects. You don't need to be tied down to one game all the way through. It's it's a little loose, uh, and if you're wondering about compensation, it's uh, I have seen this work in businesses from about twenty to two hundred that is uh the the compensation is operated very much like a lot of our financial houses they bring in top uh, they they have, they pay good top salaries and then all the bonuses based on the profit are based on management's constant overview of what they have seen you do. Now think about that. That this means that management keeps itself aware. You've heard of management by walking around. Well that's it. They are aware of the individuals. And yes, I, I'm there can be inequities and but there there is there's always. So this is one Structure. It might work for you. It's, it's like the open office uh, the, the Sleep Innovations does so well. Is that they place different people of different, from different departments together so they can talk together. It it it's this is it's um, not going to work for everybody, but it works beautifully for these companies. And I would say from twenty to two hundred, you, you've you've got it's something that might be worth worth a try for you. And. As we move along, with our head reeling with new ideas and possibilities, this is Bart Jackson, and you have pulled up your chair to the Art of the CEO radio show, streaming live from blogtalkradio.com. And to help you to to digest all these delicacies we have been downing, let us take a brief sorbet for a moment and introduce to you the company by whose good graces we are here today. And that firm is Prometheus Publishing, creator of Bart's Books Ultimate Business Guides. And you may visit bartsbooks.com and explore uh, really a wide wealth of practical wisdom from many business masters. And this very day, Prometheus Publishing invites you to take a look at the book So That's How They Do It, Tactics from Business Masters. And I was not terribly surprised this is one of my favorite book projects, and really because of the readership. This book was deliberately designed for those business folks that uh, Whitbar's book termed the energized elite. And you, and you know who you are. You're that individual who seeks a fulfilling and satisfying career, and you seek it enough to not only hear about some good idea, but to push your arms up against that swivel chair and seize the better tool, be it a book, a seminar, and Go out, search it, and apply it to your own job or business. You're the energized elite. And so that's how they do it, offers you many of the tactics from the innovative and the successful. And each of these tactics and disciplines is short uh, and hinted with a brief example. Our hope is that you may pick this book up, so that's how they do it, and bypass the tools that don't suit, apply the ones that do, and maybe just set your mind pondering to an innovative some innovative improvement of, of your own and if you are like a Merrill Lynch broker Andrew uh, you have found a tactic that particularly worked for you we'd love to hear about it as uh, the 2.0 version of so that's how they do is being created and if you have something that you'd like to, to uh, tell us a good idea just send that along to info at bartsbooks.com we love to hear your ideas for there where the best ones come from and speaking of wide strategies and unloosing juggernauts of human potential and all plunging into your corporate lap uh let's get back to the groaning board and convene you the the feast for better ways to employ the entire person in the workplace and another structure that I think uh needs shall we say deep scrutiny is is our hiring uh you've you heard of the the shark fin soup method of hiring uh, we've referred to er- earlier, and this has been exacerbated. Not even though HR, human resource people, have become more aware of human talent themselves, they find themselves swept into this technological uh, the mach- meshing machine of hiring systems, and that. Uh, and I realize if you are like Wells Fargo with over 100,000 employees or like J&J with over 20,000, you've, you've got to have some red flagging. And the machine works can do some basic nixing of, of uh, those who are not going to be whom you're looking for. But you've got to get out there, and talent takes time. It is worth the time. You, instead of having a machine... It just says without these keywords we don't want you on the resume. I would suggest that the HR person take that machine and drop it into all the wasted China Sea that with the rest of the shark bodies and go out and scour uh the competitors. Talk to your competitors Go to the organizations. I don't mean your HR organization that you go to. Go to the meetings. Or if you're hiring engineers, go to engineer meetings. And listen. See who's bragging about whom. See who the top people are. See where the top company is. See what you can rate and find and offer. For that's where you're going to find your top talent. And you have to, when you speak to them, speak to them please as an individual in every place. It's it's a, it's a long investment up front, but what it will offer your company is a great value. And so I, I want to go on and and perhaps give uh, some times. Hiring is one place where you want to, um, to, to see where the, to, to find out the individual talents, the multitude of talents that a person may have. When else would you do it? Well, First of all, there are several times when it really does. Uh, really, it really pays to. It just lends itself to bringing in the new talent of, of individuals that you might not be aware of. Um, one is at uh, when you have product conception meetings or product launches. You need to bring in other people at that planning stage, and f- who do not are not seemingly related, and find out their abilities, their thoughts. It's not. While you're looking at it, take, yes, take the thoughts, but see where their abilities lie and their expertise lies. Another another place is when you're working to turn around in sales, everybody in your company has knowledge of the product that can increase sales. So when you're looking to revamp the salespeople, bring in others, find the other talents, and take what they have and of course the, th- the third is when a new client enters you want to gather everybody find out who relates best to that client it may not be the account person you can have a liaison are you flexible enough to have the person that best works with that client facing him or do you have to go by the rank of this is the account manager it's it's up to you but you know where you know where the benefit lies and of course uh the other time when it's most important to find out the peripheral the extra talents of people is always uh, you've got to test people with new and increasing uh, responsibilities. Uh, Mike Griffith uh, CEO of uh, former CEO of Laureate uh, biopharmaceuticals, does this he he takes the new executives and he literally gives them a whole range of responsibilities, things at which they, uh, well, as as he says, if they don't do it too well, it's not the greatest harm loss. Um, So, but he brings these out. And I think that he he was talking about two people that he was literally layering responsibility on, heavier and heavier, uh, almost to find that camel straw. And by this, he, he said, I've was able to move one into an entirely new different department this goes on all the time and so i must ask you as a manager can you flex yourselves to fit on natural abilities in one of the greatest uh financial houses in new york there uh, this was about 15 years ago there was an individual broker a, a salesman, is what they are, call, that was had been nicknamed the greatest show on earth. And I'm going to call him Tom. If it's not his name. Tom was one of these people who really didn't have the fullest grasp on the intricacies of the product of these all the new financial instruments. But Tom had the ability to buy to bring people together, he would throw huge shows. Imagine if you are a potential investor and you get a call that says, Sally, I know you love golf. I have reserved a plane, a charter plane for seven people, uh, and you're there. We are going to play San Andreas Golf Course. And at the hotel, he has a Lamborghini rented for people to drive and test drive just for fun. Yes, it was a huge expense and in his expense sheet, but it brought in, he became a legend and everybody wanted to go to this man's uh, outings and thus learn about uh, the financial instruments. They, after a long fight, the firm uh, was able to, to understand and they, they took on his individuality and this is what we're really looking for at this dramatic juncture. And uh there's one of the there's one other thing as we move on into this i 'd like to notice uh, that yeah we 've been talking about how managers should handle the uh finding new talent and so forth so while i we I see we have a couple of moments left i 'd like to just talk about all right you the employee, what can you do to make your yourself known and uh, your fellow workers know. What? What? You. Let's say you're working in your job. You and I'm sure that whatever you're doing, there are other talents of you that that slop over beyond your job description. You are not just the fin in the soup. You are a whole self, and you might have great abilities to plan events, to um, to find to to find flaws. One of the uh, great great consultants, a fellow by the name of Ray Rule back in the 60s was the most negative individual you would ever want to run into and he was, he was continually hired by FMC and then globally because they saw his individual ability as an inveterate naysayer with the knowledge to back up uh, what he was saying this, so if you have that if you find your own abilities first Secondly, bring your outdoor bring your outside work activities to work that is let people know what you do outside. Chris Blee's is an amazing mountain climber and he brought that skill in to Bigs coford where he started as an accountant and became their investment uh, banking arm is now the CEO. He brought his many these many aspects of himself and talked to them about people and work. Agatha Scosa worked for an accounting firm, and she was a great skier. And she would keep lists of the ski schedules for people to go with. In other words, bring your outside talents as well. Talk up, and the other thing I, the other thing you could do comes from George Wirtz, who I, uh head of Soundview Paper. He says if you want to if you want to show your talent. Volunteer for the absolute worst job that they have in the whole plant. Take that on. You can't do. You can't fail any worse than anybody else has at it. Show your talents. Volunteer for a project, and 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 if it's the worst one, the available, the one that nobody else wants, all the better. It's those are just a few things that you can do. Self promotion has no regent, my friend. You are the one who must make connect the author with your deeds and you're that author so as we round out today's feast i just want to let you know that i am bart jackson your curator of business wisdom leaving you with today's quotation and so who is who was the man man or woman who said business executives feel about government regulation the same way they feel about laws that limit their consumption of ice cream and as a hint, these wise words were penned by a, a popular story writer, and the uh, in his article, The Fear of Getting Caught. <laughs> and remember, if you know the author of this quote, just write that author's name down as you believe him or her to be, and send it to info at com, I-N-F-O at B-A-R-T-S-B-O-O-K-S dot com, and you will win an astounding, life-changing gift. Dredged up from the dungeons of Bart's Books bookstore, and as a parting shot, in the words of my wife's husband, "Take note, my wishful friend. Success, like faith, is a verb, not a noun. Not a noun. Excuse me. And to all of you gleeful folks who have shared in our feast, I hope that you individually have enjoyed the art of the CEO as, as much uh, as I have, bringing it to you." And remember you, that you may download this show and all our shows at blogtalkradio.com/theartoftheceo. And I hope that that as you go out, you will find a better place for all of your many skills as you as you head to work. And may I say to the, to the, to you who have honored us with your time, as always, it has been a privilege. I thank you.